Hello, my name is Benji. And my name is Brad. And thank you so much for choosing to listen to My Big Gay Podcast. We started this podcast back in the middle of the pandemic in July 2020, which meant we had to record over 200 miles apart. So that does mean there are a few audio issues in the early episodes, but don't worry, these soon get ironed out. Think of it like the season one filter on Drag Race. So if you're into games, competitions, celebrity interviews, and all the goss, then this is the podcast for you. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to My Big Gay Podcast with me, Benji. And me, Brad, where we'll be discussing the life, the loves and lulls of living in London. Two gays, one city. What What could could possibly possibly go go wrong? wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Just before you start talking, I just want to say that this is a nice glorious noise. Hang on. Wait for it. (laughs) Oh, it's a beautiful noise, isn't it? Oh, the sun shining, pop, glug, glug. Are you missing social life, Benji? Yes. I'm starting to think, like, what did I actually do for enjoyment at the weekends? Like, it's slowly becoming a distant memory. Obviously, we are in lockdown in London. But if you could go out to one place on a Saturday night, where would it be? Um, right, I'm pretending like I'm actually having to give it some thought. I actually don't need to give it any thought at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, as a Southwest London boy... I would be at Brewers. Of course it would be Brewers. I've always seen you in Brewers. <laughs> I am always in Brewers. I'm on that stage by that glitter wall giving it everything. You live your best life in Brewers. I actually do. When my shoes aren't stuck to the ground, I'm going for it. <laughs> okay. Best night to go in Brewers. If you can only go one night of the week, which one would it be? If it's a bank holiday weekend, I've had a really good Sunday in there. Yes, because they have uh, Mary Mac on a Sunday, right? They certainly do. And they, ha- they have other guest appearances as well. And for some reason, everyone is just really like rinsing the weekend of absolutely everything. I mean, and their bank accounts. But they are going for it on a Sunday. Because they got Monday off. So they're like, well, you know, whatever. I'm just going to live this night to the fullest. And it's just, ugh, it's electric. To be honest, I've never had a bad night in Brewers. Always a good night. I... I've actually been spiked twice in Brewers. No. <laughs> I actually have. One was not so sure, um, but I'm pretty sure. And the other one, I was actually, <laughs> I was actually in A&E, yeah. Yeah, it was bad. I, sh- I shouldn't laugh. It's not a funny, funny, funny story. Oh, bloody hell. I also don't know if it was like deliberate. I may well have picked up someone else's drink. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Do you know what? I have done that before. You know when you, know, you had a few drinks, you're having a good time, you put your drink down to have a dance, and you go back and you grab what you think is yours and suddenly you're drinking something totally different. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it's always by, you know, that um, where you go in to Brewers, there's that like column, that pillar. pillar. Yeah. Yes, pillar. <laughs> yes. The pillar. Do you know what's really bad is the next, was the next day or the next week? Anyway, I phoned, phoned my parents and they were like, how are you? I was like, yeah, yeah I'm good. Like, just like, you know, like I'm absolutely fine. I did end up getting spiked last week. And my mum my mom was like, what? And I was like, yeah, yeah, someone like must have put something in my drink or something. I don't really know. And she was like, are you sure they knew it was your drink? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, great. Thanks so much, mum, for the boost of confidence. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Like, are you sure they wanted you and not the fitties <laughs> yeah. around you? <laughs> yeah, I was like, great. Thank, thanks, mum. Thanks. <laughs> Brilliant. But I have had a really good Halloween. In fact, two Halloweens at Brewers. Oh, Oh, I've never been to Halloween on a Brewers, but I do think I would like it. Halloween on a Brewers. Right. So the first year we went, the queue was like down the road. 
um it was huge because it was so busy it was one in one out so the next year we we were clever about it and we went early and it was just great everyone like dresses up i feel like it's a really like freeing place like i don't feel like anyone's judging anyone it's not pretentious it's just everyone is there for the same reason just to have a good time um and everyone was like complimenting each other's outfits like trying bits on everyone was dancing like pictures with each other it just was like it felt like someone's house party then they'd invited all their friends, which you didn't really know, but because you knew they were friends with them, you were friends with them too, if that makes sense. Yeah, this sounds amazing. I'm sold. Uh, it, it was so good. It was. I, I really miss house parties. I've not been to a house party in like four years, and Bruce at Halloween is the closest I've been <laughs> to one. <laughs> well, I love a house party. I live for them, and Halloween is for me the best time we've got all these um halloween decorations we go full out at halloween in the in the house i have seen pictures of your halloween yeah yeah yes i think i'm supposed to come to one of them i feel at one point was that not halloween oh potentially was it new year's maybe new year's yeah we did a new year's one as well we did a christmas one (laughs) any excuse to have a party (laughs) any excuse to turn on your (laughs) disco lights and i know you've got them i've seen them I do have disco lights and I love them. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, but yeah, Halloween, I do love it. Which is probably why I've never been to a brewer's Halloween because I'm always hosting a Halloween. Get you hosting your own Halloween party. Last Christmas, I hosted a Christmas extravaganza. Uh, had a pianist come round with a piano so we could all sing Christmas carols. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I did put on the invite thing and I said the attire is Christmas, Christmas themed. So I thought, you know, if people don't want to dress for like, they could just put on a Christmas jumper or something and, you know, they would still feel involved. But then if everyone wanted to go fill out with snowmen and Santa Clauses, then they could. Anyway, it gets to the night. Everyone is wearing nice Christmas jumpers or nice Christmas party outfits. And there's me, full-on elf costume with bells. I dyed my hair red. (laughs) (laughs) How did you dye your hair? With with spray or with actual hair dye? Yeah, with spray. Just that washed out. Oh, I hate that hairspray. Oh, me too. I fell asleep on the sofa at like whatever time (gasps) in the morning. And it was everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It's that hot. And it goes like powder after a while, like chalky oh no 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 yep so obviously had to get all the sofa cleaned but it was worth it for the uh the elf outfit i did enjoy it <laughs> an elf brilliant yep, so that was that was me at christmas and our christmas party <laughs> love a fancy dress okay so obviously we are in a bit of a world pandemic is that what they're calling it a pandemic with coronavirus do you know what i used to think it was called a panademic have i just made that up in my head or is that actually a word as well that's is not a word <laughs> right there's panadol which is a type of paracetamol <laughs> uh but it is in fact pandemic um and obviously lots of things have been cancelled uh because of it and something that i'm really sad because it's my favorite time of the year in london is pride Ah, yes, Pride. Pride in London has been officially cancelled, which I'm very sad. But what what do you, if if it was going ahead, what do you normally do for Pride? I would have a Pride breakfast with some close friends. Pride breakfast? Tell me, what is a Pride breakfast? Is it just a breakfast on Pride Day? Exactly that, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's rainbow sausages and... (laughs) Yeah, it's a general, it's um, like a a little fry up and we have some Prosecco just to get the uh, shenanigans 
in full swing. That's just a regular breakfast. It is, yeah. <laughs> That's just a normal <laughs> breakfast, yeah. And then, um, yeah, head on into Central, watch the parade, and go to Trafalgar Square. And then, I mean, usually we end up in Soho, Old Compton Street. It's like a festival there, isn't it? The atmosphere yeah. is amazing. And there's always people that we know. And so we'll be around Soho Square and Old Compton Street having a big old party in the in the street. Lovely. What about yourself, Benji? What what do you get up to? What's your usual pride? I I have not experienced that many of them, I'll be really honest with you. So I only actually moved, as you know, to uh, mainland UK in 2014. And I didn't go to Pride until three years ago. No. So I've only been to three. And actually the first one I went to, it wasn't I didn't even go to the Saturday. I went to the Sunday when they um they did like a I forgot actually what they called it, but it was in Vauxhall. So I was at that one and I was working on it as well. I wasn't even as like a one of those guys in the crowd. I was the guy at the side of the stage making sure that only the um the acts came backstage and not the uh very drunk enjoying themselves public. <laughs> Which, let's be honest, would probably be me in that situation. It, it was you, yeah. We did get you kicked out. And <laughs> um, the last two years, I've been lucky enough to I have hosted the parade in Central amazing i bet that was an incredible experience it is it like oh i can't i can't even i I have no words it is my favorite job of the entire year and i'm not i'm genuinely just saying that it is the whole day from start to finish is just full of acceptance and love and it's just great like talking to the audience they're just so willing they're so engaged they're ready their response is so good and then obviously you have the parade coming past I introduce them. I have a little bit of banter as they go past. Sometimes if the parade is held up, which is quite often, like a float will be stuck in front of me and I'll just have a chat with them for like 10, 15 minutes on the microphone with the public. And it's just... It's just such a sense of community. I absolutely love it. You're selling it to me, Benji, and I'm missing out. I'm really missing out. (laughs) (laughs) It's cancelled. I'm sorry, dot com. (laughs) No, cancel is a very strong word. When it can happen, it will happen. And if it doesn't happen again until next summer, then my goodness, that is going to be like the biggest one yet. So on our social medias, which, by the way, you can go follow us on Instagram and Twitter, which is at Big Gay Podcast. I asked you guys about your dating disasters. First of all, I feel like I need to address the two really rude people who I have previously dated who said that I was the worst date that I ever had. No. <laughs> <laughs> one of them I know for a fact is joking. The other one, I don't know, might be telling the truth, but let's not go there. No, let's do go there. You've got to tell us. <laughs> what did you do? What did you do wrong? Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll just, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. All right. So let's try and find some really good ones. Okay, so this is a classic. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. I know it's happened to my housemate. This person says, Hi guys, my worst date was, I had a date I was really excited for. We'd been talking for weeks and not found a date to meet up. When we finally met up, we went for dinner Halfway through the dinner, I went off to the loo, and when I came back, I found him chatting up another girl. No! (laughs) I would lose my shit. I don't even know what I would say in that situation. So I'm particularly fond of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and The Real Housewives of New York. 
And I always say to myself, right, what would such and such do? Like I'd work out which of the women, which the housewives, like what, how they would react. And then I react accordingly. In this situation, I feel like I would just get my stuff and leave. Would you confront them? Because I think I would, but I'm just saying that in this, you know, where I'm like, I'm angry about that. But at the time, maybe I'd feel a bit embarrassed and wouldn't want that drama. I don't know. I would either want to, it, no, if I sat back at the table and pretend I hadn't noticed, it would make the whole date really awkward. And I'm I'm very much the sort of person, whereas if you go on a date with someone and the first date isn't good, don't bother with the second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you can't, I don't know, I, I, maybe I'm wrong, like tell me if you think that you should give someone a second chance. But I feel like you know on the first date if you want to meet up with them again. Yeah, you feel the sparks, right? Whether, you know, whether that's um, in conversation yeah. or sexual chemistry, like you would feel that there's something there. But if it is just to like strangers chatting and exactly. not going really anywhere, then you, yeah, you feel it, you feel it. Yeah, I mean, it could be the the worst like or like you plan a day and everything goes wrong things are closed it rains like your outfit rips whatever someone spills something down you those sorts of things shouldn't really ruin a date you'd still have sparks you'd still want to meet back up again exactly whereas if you're like oh it was a really bad day because we went to the restaurant and it was closed it was like well no if that if that tiny thing wrecked your date then don't bother with the second one because clearly clearly they're not the one right because you would just find if there were the sparks you would find fun in that moment or that situation yeah absolutely hundred uh, percent. I've had a date where, like, I met someone after work at like midnight. Um, we went for like. You, hang on, wait, 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 stop. You went for a date to someone at midnight. I. It was a while back. I was working at. Do you remember? Um, I was still there, of course. Uh, Ardebelly on South Bank. Yes. Right. So I was working there, and I was finishing my shift at midnight, and there was someone there who was like a bit of a regular, and the adventure was like would always chat. Like I always knew what they wanted to order. Blah blah blah. And then they were like, what time do you finish? And I was like, oh, midnight. And they were like, oh, I'll hang about if you want. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that'd be nice. And then we just, we it was when there was Froyo from that pink bus. Yes, I remember. Yeah. Anyway, they went and got it and waited for me. And then I joined and we sat for like literally till about 6am at the first tube open again. <gasps> That's amazing. What a good first date. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't go on a second one, but yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> from your choice or his choice? Um, I think it just never came to anything. Like it wasn't particularly, another one never came about. Like He, he carried on drinking there at the place. Like there was no, I don't know, just the, the, I guess the spark wasn't there and that was cool. We stayed friends and blah, blah, blah. That's quite a nice first date actually. When you first said midnight, I thought as in you were just at home getting ready to meet at midnight. Now it makes sense. You were working and your shift finished and he was around. Yeah. Yeah, no, I wasn't. <laughs> the date wasn't planned for like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Benji, if that is the case, that sounds more like a grinder hookup and not a first <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll come back to that. Uh, <laughs> what other ones? Uh, oh, oh, okay, hang on, this is good. Where does it start? So they say, I went on a date with a guy that I used to be in a band with at uni. He spent a substantial portion of the date talking about how sad he was about his ex dumping him. And then at the end of the date, he literally ran away from me in the middle of Waterloo Underground Station. (laughs) Oh, no. That. First of all, I am sure that was nothing to do with you. Yes. <laughs> that was them probably embarrassed. <laughs> that is hilarious. I've never been run away from on a date. 
No, I've never been run away from, and I've never been on a date where someone is just talking about their ex either. Well, there's there's quite a few first dates where exes come up. So this next one is not a date, but more of like a disaster. And he said, <laughs> he says, I caught my boyfriend's mum telling my boyfriend that the grass is always greener on the other side, and they were talking about me. Oh. <gasps> What do you do in that situation? I'd confront it. I'd, be, I'd walk straight in and be like, Oi, Karen, what are you saying? Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what are you on about? It's supposed to be my ally. They were boyfriend and boyfriend, boyfriend and girlfriend at the time. Boyfriend, 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 boyfriend. Boyfriend and boyfriend at the time. Oh, no. Um, this one is from someone called Jordan. He said, I was speaking to a girl on Bumble. We, ag- <laughs> we agreed to go on a date and she turned up paralytic drunk. Oh, I've I've been on a date where that's happened to me, where I've turned up and the other guy was paralytic. No. Not good. What time was the date? Okay, so we had been messaging for a couple of weeks and one evening he was saying, oh, I'm out in Clapham tonight. Do you fancy meeting for a drink? And I was free. So I said, yeah, why not? I'll just quickly jump in the shower, put a change of clothes on, I'll come meet you. And he said, great, I'm just with some work colleagues, but we're wrapping up shortly. So I'm going to finish my work colleagues drink and then then we'll we'll meet so I get ready I go to Clapham when I get there I bear in mind we've never met before this is the first encounter with each other I walk through the door and I see him uh, on the other side of the bar and he gives me a wave I give him a wave and I sort of do a little gesture like you know drink gesture point to the bar uh, and he held up his wine glass and pointed to wine glass. So I thought, great, I'm just going to get two wines. Anyway, this bar, firstly, was quite expensive. It was like £10 for a, a glass of wine. Um, so got these two wines. He is saying goodbye to his work colleagues. They've got their coats on, they're leaving. And as they're all leaving, he stumbles over to the bar where I've just ordered these wines oh. and props himself up because he, he can't even look at me in the eyes probably because his focus is all over the place. <laughs> anyway, I get the wines and I like the, the, the alarms are going already. Like, this is not great. But, you know, I've got these wines now. I've spent 20 quid on these two wines. I'm going to sit in the booth. So we walk back over to the booth. And I sit down thinking that he would sit opposite me, but he doesn't. He sits right next to me and is like, has obviously no awareness of his space. And he's so far into my face. And we're, um, I'm trying to talk to him. So I'm asking questions and he's giving me these slurry one word answers back. After about five minutes, he then says, I live around the corner. Do you want to come and give me a blowjob? Oh my... And you said, you said, I said yes. yes. No. <laughs> no. So um, I say, no, absolutely not. This is the best bit. He then says, oh, okay, well, if you don't, I was chatting to a guy earlier who said he would. So I'll go find him. <gasps> so he actually stumbles off to meet this other guy, find this other guy in the bar. So I think, well, I ain't staying. Down my wine, put my coat on. As I'm putting my coat on, he comes back and he says, I can't find him. <laughs> so I'm obviously playing it a little bit sassy. I'm like, oh, well, bad luck. I'm off. He's like, why are you going? Why are you going? I was like, no, no, I'm going to go. It was uh, just after winter. So actually it was snowing. I walk out the door of this place and he's like kind of running after me, like putting his coat on. So I'm standing in the snow. He falls out the door into the pavement in the snow. <laughs> and the bouncer on the door says, is he going to be all right getting home? So I I'm, I feel a bit sorry for him and oh. 
I think, oh, do you know what? I'm going to help him get home. So I walk him back to his <laughs> flat round the corner. He gets his keys out. He drops his keys in the snow. He's like on his hands and knees trying to find these keys. Anyway, he finds them. He tries to put it in the keyhole. He can't do it. So I take over and bless him. I actually put this guy into bed. And I say, you know, what time do you need your alarm set for? I'm going to set your alarm. So your alarm goes off in the morning. Oh, stop it. This is like, you're like his mother. I am, right? And he then says, do you not want to stay and cuddle? And I say, no, no, I'm, I'm going to go home. <laughs> and he starts crying, <gasps> saying, this always happens with me. I never get guys. <laughs> Well, no, not if you ask them to give you a blowjob after five minutes of meeting them and then go and find somebody else to do it instead, you know. <laughs> I'm actually speechless. This is a true story. After this, I need to find his name and we're going to stalk him. <laughs> no, oh he came up again on Hinge. He came up recently. I was like, no, <laughs> delete. <laughs> oh, bl- shocker. He's still single. Uh, yeah. I remember waking up the next morning and he messaged saying, thank you so much for setting my alarm. Yeah, too right. So I go to reply and say, oh, no worries. Hope you got to work okay. And it didn't get delivered because he blocked me. <laughs> he blocked me. <laughs> Okay, so get your drinks ready. It's time to play Never Have I Ever. This question is from Josh in Kennington, and he says, Never Have I Ever slept with someone from RuPaul's Drag Race. Ooh, um, good question. No, I haven't. Have you, Benji? (laughs) Benji! (laughs) (laughs) Of course you have. Not telling you who, though. Well, Brad, that is episode one done. Bring on episode two, that's what I say. Right. And don't forget, you can also slide into our DMs because we want to hear your never have I ever's. We certainly do. And we want to hear about your hookups from hell. Oh, I've got a brilliant hookup from hell for next week. Of course, on social media, you can follow us. We've got Instagram and Twitter, which is at Big Gay Podcast, where you can follow us, answer our questions. So make sure you tell your friends too and play along with our games. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. My Big Gay Podcast would love, love, love to thank this month's subs. I mean subscribers. Who are the following? Becky B, Vasilis, Jay, William Mealy, Jack, Joe Brown. As well as Richard, Mark, Tommy, Kendrick, Rob Houghton, Michael Leonard and Marty. By subscribing, you're helping to keep My Big Gay Podcast free and accessible to the LGBTQ plus community around the world. Yes, and thanks to your generosity, we're now able to make the podcast transcribed so that those that are hard of hearing can also enjoy the podcast. It only costs less than a cup of coffee a month and you can cancel at any time. Well, if you really want to. And don't forget, you'll also be added to our close friends list on Instagram for extra content just for your eyes. Oh, Benji, you're not going to make me put up nudes, are you? No, mate, we're trying to thank our following, not send them running.